All right, guys, I'm gonna let you keep going. Thanks for uh, letting me on the show. Cheers, Mike. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Jess. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the punctual podcaster. So, Jess, you're on the show today because you sent us a funny video. <laughs> what are you, up, what have you been up to? What are you doing? All of that. I've been doing my Facebook research and finding funny videos to get myself on the podcast. All right. All right. Um, well, I've been working a lot with plywood lately, which is actually funny because I did both of those builds that I just released like more than a month ago before the whole fool fly thing. Hmm. Um, but I just am finally getting them out. And um, my next two projects, actually my next three projects are big ones for me. They all have moving parts and I still have no idea how to do them. But one of them is going to be the piano desk that I promised everyone at Maker Central that I would make. Yay! And so now I have to because people keep reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> if you say anything, <laughs> you are held accountable. <laughs> yep. I should have never said anything. No, I find that's best. Just don't ever talk. No promises <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, Al, what have you been up to? I have been fucking sent to London again. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It's like the naughty step. Um, but then I came back, and yesterday I did another um, session with the NCS, which was awesome. Um, it was kind of like a Dragon's Den this week, so it was really cool just getting to really be judgmental at kids. Um, it was <laughs> <laughs> um, but again... I, Wait, I, I, were you the dragon or the den? I was both. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I was Smaug, or Smog, as he's pronounced. Um, <laughs> yes, it was it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah again super inspiring just seeing kids be like uh just come up with ideas to help help society and help community it was all sort of charities local charities um some fantastic things we're going to build a fire pit for a local um kind of kids retreat to help kids get off the streets um get the local blacksmith involved so it's a really really nice project um and then this morning the first time in the hack shack for well over a month um, and I started on my full fly build. Oh, that's so exciting! So I'm super stoked. Awesome, cool. Uh, Brett, I haven't actually heard from you all week. I genuinely thought you were dead. Brett's dead, baby. <laughs> Brett's dead. Yeah, uh, but I, I can't even imagine what you've been doing that's taken all of this time. Because you know, all you did was put up a, a video with you know, just a little bit of, of stuff. Dumb. Done video. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even make the spyglass. I did have one guy <laughs> in the comments that was like, uh, "You know, I really thought you made the spyglass, but the video was still okay." <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I made a. Watch me make glass. Yeah, I restored an old spyglass that was given to me by Eric from Hand Tool Rescue when he was here, which was very, Hi, very nice of him. Yay, Eric! Um, Yay. Really super neat cool unique old piece and it's i don't know how old it is he found it at a flea market but the brass had turned not only green but also kind of rosy mm. and i guess that really takes some substantial time to get that color of patina so it's old and then i did the leather case for it i put the video out eric was extremely happy because he really wanted to see himself as a video game character um so i made him goofy and carrying junk around in a backpack <laughs> and he loved it and it turns out uh with all the extra work and stuff that goes into the video game episodes this happens to be the like best performing one i've ever had um which makes you know i, I basically did all the extra work because that's what Eric and I had talked about, and I wanted to do a nice thing for him. So if it means me spending the extra time to make a video game version of him, I will absolutely put in the work. But it was a long week, but the video is doing really well, and it's funny because it's my most disliked video so far. So, Steve, what have you been up to? Uh, I have. What have I been up to? Uh, I've been at work, which is always a uh, complete joy yay work um, yay 
Yay! Uh, but it's been actually kind of been quite good this week because I've, uh, I've basically been working from home. So rather than it being a 15-hour day, it's only been a 12-hour day. Um, but uh, that was through until Friday. And then and move differently when you're at home. Are you like closer to a black hole? Uh, no, it's because um, there's a three-hour commute. So Future boy. It means rather than finishing at at six and not getting home till half seven, or finishing at eight and not getting home until half nine or whatever, uh, it just meant that I had like an extra hour and a half in the evening to be able to do things rather than not. Um, and I've spent most of that free time. Uh, doing really, really oh. boring admin things behind the scenes, trying to get stuff organized for next year for a few very cool things that are going to be happening, uh, which is all exciting. Uh, and then yesterday and today, because today is Sunday, not Wednesday when you're listening to it. Um, what year uh, is it? Uh, 32? I'm listening to it right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Hi. Sorry, uh, yeah, the last two days I've been um, teaching the last knife making class of the year. We've changed the formula a little bit in preparation for how we're doing things um, next year or how we're planning to do things next year. Um, so that was it was kind of fun, kind of interesting. Uh, and one of the comments that was made by a few of the guys there was how much more involved um, knife making is than they originally thought because they kind of thought the blacksmithing was just a case of, you know, you get it hot, you hit it, it's that simple. And you hit it really hard and as hard and fast as you can and not realizing that actually it's probably more important is your heat control and and your technique and not how hard you can hit it, but where you're hitting it and making sure the hammer's level and, and stuff like that. Um, so not that, about um, how hard you can hit. <laughs> so hard that kind you of, can get hit. <laughs> Um, so that kind of ties nicely in with uh, today's topic, which is both Rocky. Brett and myself have uh, experienced in the last 24 hours um, people not really appreciating how much work goes on behind the scenes and, and how um, certain things aren't always as easy as they appear uh, when you first look at them. Um, so I was just kind of interested to see what you guys thought on that and whether there's anything that you yourselves have kind of gone oh yeah i'm gonna give that a go because it looks really easy and then suddenly gone down a rabbit hole where you've gone oh shit no this isn't easy this is really difficult everything i've ever done in my life ever yeah ditto yeah i kind of get the feeling that's gonna be the same sort of thing for a lot of makers where they're going like oh yeah i'm gonna just do that thing because it looks really simple and it's it never is yeah so yeah who wants to go first jess i'll go first um Yay! i think that for for people who do things a lot, you know, like part of the draw to watching something like someone in a forge or someone who is a fine woodworker or anyone who is good at what they do, the thing about them is that they make it look so easy and they make it look easy because they've been doing it for so long because they know how much hard work has to go into it. Like the stuff I do, I build really simple projects. But at the same time, cutting a straight line with a circular saw is still not easy. Just like freehanding that cut. And it's the most simple thing you can do is cut some rectangles in a flat piece of wood. And it still doesn't go together right. So um, I, I think that it's, like, it's important to recognize that anything that anyone does where they make it look easy, it probably means it's really hard and they spent a lot of time working at it. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's, I feel about everything. That basically sums up the entire uh, episode. So should we just move to spiffing now? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al, what about you? You must have a fair bit of experience in this as well. Yeah, um, I think we're all going to say pretty much the same thing. But I, um, I kind of deliberately make things hard for, hard for myself. I always have. <laughs> um, it, it's always been a case of um, teaching myself how to do things just by you know, working stuff out. So it's not necessarily always the easiest way to do it. So I'm always finding either the hilarious or the kind of um, dangerous way to do things <laughs> or the entertaining way to do things or the way that um, makes me enjoy it more than what might yeah. be the easier way, you know, like taking shortcuts. If it was easy, it'd just be the way. Like <laughs> the fact that you can enjoy something more by taking the, you know, the route through the the, the dark and gnarly forest 
Um, using hand tools. Yeah, and there's going to be danger on the way, and you know it's it's gonna it's gonna take longer. Um, but you will have learned something along the way. And and to Jesse's point about um, the end product looking easy and simple, it doesn't necessarily reflect the journey. And I think in my day job, that's like massively underappreciated. That that in order to get a simple brand or a simple piece of design or, or, or markdown um, is the hardest thing in the world. Like Brett, you just showed us a sticker um, who we have some not name and chain. Um, but design can get so complicated that you're just kind of hiding behind things um, and none of your executions are bold or simple enough. You're not proud enough in, in, in one of your strokes or one of your just, you know, one of your one of your cuts. You know, if you're only making two cuts, they better be pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, so I think simplicity is is a really, really hard thing to achieve. Um, and yeah, not 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 appreciated and not maybe understood just because the, the end product is a thing you see. Yeah. And along the lines of, of what you do in your day to day, Al. Yeah. It's something that uh, we were tasked with in university was. Uh, you know, making making a simple logo design or making a simple image. You know, when I was in illustration class, it was about capturing a an image through drawing or painting or whatever you wanted to do to tell a story all in one image without having or without leaving a lot of questions, unless that's what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is you know, leave the person asking questions. But the idea that simple is hard and and it's it's very difficult to make something simple that is going to be perceived as also very elegant or very quality high quality yeah so when it comes to doing design work and and the kind of uh marketing and and imagery that you're having to put together I, I always go back to that I think I may have talked about it in a previous episode but it was like the Disney animator who sat down and just drew a perfect circle yeah. and they drew 50 perfect circles in a row yeah. in like 10 seconds. Yeah. And they go, Oh my God, uh, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, it, people look at it and go, it's neat that you can draw a circle. And it goes, it takes 30 years to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. And if um, you can do that, then you can start to talk to me about my job, but people are not going to look at that and go, Oh, it's, he's good at drawing circles. Yeah. It's also the basis. It's also the basis of, every single disney uh, illustration ever yeah yes. it's just it's just collections of circles yes <laughs> um yeah i think I, I think stuff like that's like super important um especially with things like branding like it's all about memory structures in in the way that they, people see things so if you've only got so many seconds in a supermarket you know things cannot be complicated um and it's harder and harder now because there's so much stimulation we're being bombarded all day every day with our phones, with you know, TV, internet, everything is like in your face. You know, it's it's it is just like Blade Runner and, and Minority Report. There's just like shit coming at you all the time. Um, so in order for things to be rendered, you know, just a really simple shape or a really simple color or a really simple sound. Think of like a really iconic like opening to a song. You know, it'll just yeah. be like do do do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> two notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why john williams is amazing at writing uh yeah. scores for movies because you can recognize almost everything in like two or three notes yeah, yeah. i mean because I, I think that's like it it's quite an interesting point that you talk about how difficult it is to achieve simplicity and how that's massively underappreciated because you look at um obviously i'm going to take it back to blacksmithing because that's that's what i know but like if Wait, you are make... you blacksmith <laughs> i know right all right. Uh, but if you make something that's door? really, really nice and simple, so you look at someone like um, Jacob Farum or Brent Bailey or someone like that, like super, super simple, clean, um, like straight from the forge, almost looking polished lines, like that is fucking impossible. <laughs> but if you try and make something that's got lots of, like the, one of the reasons that when you do beginners classes, you make things that have like, make leaves and things like that, that have organic movements and twists and things like that is because they hide a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, like the blacksmith knife, for example, and the, that we do on the knife course. It's it's just drawing out a, a taper and then curling that round and then curling that round again. The reason that we quite like doing them is because although they're still fairly simple to do in 
in terms of of what you're doing um once they're they're finished and they're, and they're curled around it hides a lot of mistakes and um, so they look better even though there, there may be like miss strikes and things like that um because the, the more you, things you add the more embellishment you add um the the more mistakes you can hide um and one of the hardest uh things that we've that we make is a really really simple um knife that's literally just uh I've realized I can't use my hands to show people that are listening. <laughs> For our visual listeners, yeah. Steve like, is using describe, his hands. Describe yeah, but, the vectors using Cartesian coordinates. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, it's a very simple oh, drop on, point please. with a um, handle. Um, and it, when it comes out all forged, it looks fucking incredible um, because it's so, so simple. But because every line in that has been forged and shaped with a hammer... I can't fucking do it. It's damn near impossible. And it really annoys me when I see Al do it and it takes him like three heats and it looks perfect. Um, but but yeah, trying to get something that, that's simple is really, really hard. Yet the things that people think are really impressive because they're, you know, they've got all these embellishments and things like that. Generally, those embellishments cover a multitude of mistakes. Um, Al, do you want to, uh, do you want to say anything? Or are you just going to carry on? Showing us all the biscuits you're eating out of your mouth, you dirty, horrible, distracting asshole. This is in the middle of recording, and he's muted himself because he's eating. (laughs) What a dick. Explain yourself, Alex. You're so dry. (laughs) (laughs) Share with the class. You're going to eat during lessons. That's because you are not eating mini waffles sent by ellen oh are they like the little mini stoop waffles i don't know what that means but sure yes because like, she's dutch with caramel and yes yeah, perfect yeah, so good. anyway bringing this back to what we were talking about <laughs> steve I'm glad we could talk about waffles. you touched on you, you touched on a really <laughs> important part of or a really important part of this really important aspect of simplicity which is the hiding of mistakes, right? Yeah. There are there are people that are amazingly talented professionals that will outright tell you, I didn't get better at what I did, I just got better at hiding my mistakes. Yeah. Right? That's a pretty typical thing for folks to say. But I also think there's something to be said about um I we've I know we've talked about it because I think it was on the keep it simple episode. Um but it's like just because you add more shit doesn't make it better. Yeah. Right. And what you what you can achieve by having somebody make a knife and hiding some of their mistakes, it doesn't add anything to the knife. It's still the exact same thing that you would set out to do. Um, So projects similar to that uh, should be appreciated from from the maker standpoint or the the creator standpoint where you look at it and you go, I don't need to add more to this. I just need to do a better job of maybe hiding a few things or or like a better approach next time to make less mistakes or something. Yes. Yeah. What I was going to say about that was um, we always, we have a saying here um, in, in the Weta family, and that was you only need one corner to, to look good. Like you only photograph that one corner. Yeah. As long as the concept works, because um, I don't know if you guys know this, Ben and Mike are not so much perfectionists. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, if you if you put more time into it, like we only say until like one twenty, because who cares? Like we don't care. If you want it to be just completely smooth, you can put in a couple more hours and sand to six million. But um, if you can get it to the point where it's like every step is sound, all of these steps work. You can yeah. build a perfect thing out of this. Part of it is just how much time do you want to put into it. Like yeah. I've I've said it in a couple of my videos. If you want it to look better than this, put more time and effort into it. Because for me, the thing is not the project, it's the video. That's my that's what I produce. I produce videos. Um, also, even though I don't know how to do that, I feel like I'm kind of better at that than actually making the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's let's make this video look nice since the project didn't turn out as nice as I wanted. Um, but I think it's also important, especially when you're a beginner and you're just figuring out how difficult it is to make things look perfect. Like even like a box 
it's just mm -hmm. all the sides are the exact same. You know, if you do a, like a, a cube, a cube box, yeah. every side is the exact same size, <laughs> but then the lid doesn't fit on for who knows why. And like, <laughs> it's all a little bit racked. Like that, that is a hard thing. Getting anything to look super simple yeah. is really yeah. difficult because it would be a lot easier to just, I don't know, put wallpaper on it and then, but then you'd have to match it up. So, you know, wallpaper would be hard too. There's like a, a 30 minute video from this old Tony where he's just making sides of a cube straight. Oh yeah. That and it's like brilliant. the most fucking complicated thing in the world just to yeah. make something straight. <laughs> he yeah. explains every single process and like, you know, you've got 12 points that, you know, that you have to, it's just not about the faces and it's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I know what goes into making a cube. Yeah. <laughs> I've and got more respect for something like that. Right I, angles. Those are the worst. <laughs> Now I know why Ben works with so many geometric shapes. He can't make it right <laughs> angle. Life. And I think that's one of the things. Though, is like this. Altoni is a brilliant example of someone that that takes something that like machining. It and as soon as you think about it, it, it's obviously difficult. But he takes something that's that looks really simple, shows how difficult it is, but then shows it looking really easy to understand all that difficult, like stuff that's there yeah. um but I, th I think i think to your point steve that the the key word there is understanding yeah so the reason that he can make it look difficult and uh, make it look easy and explain it in a way is because he understands every single element of it um last week weirdly there was um i don't know if you know the chef marcus wearing he was outside my office um just doing a photo shoot there's a new restaurant opened up oh, cool. um and years ago on the great british menu he um he entered this competition and he just made a custard tart oh yeah i remember that like three ingredients pastry cream and eggs yeah. you know a bit of sugar a bit of nutmeg um and like all the judges were like well, fuck's this like what yeah. are you doing and then literally they tasted it and it was the first time they'd ever get all three judges get 10 out of 10 yeah and it's and it was because he he, he understood everything it took to make every single element of that absolutely perfect and it was years of experience, years of knowledge, knowing the right temperature, you know, knowing the right depth of custard to make it just the right ratio to the pastry. Yeah. And he was just like, and he was just so humble about it, but he was like, just wait and taste it. Yeah. And then and, and it was it was just like a perfect <laughs> fucking example of yeah. um at first glance, you might not appreciate how amazing it is, but if you start to really dig into it and see the what goes into it, you'll understand that simplicity is can be perfection. Yeah. And I, I think um I I can't remember whether it was one of the chefs that I used to know, but um, there was a, well, there was obviously a chef I I either have listened to or, or I know. Um, but he used to for getting trainees in or when he was employing chefs to work in his kitchen. Uh, his interview was getting them to make a poached egg, and that was it. Yeah, and he'd get them to make a poached egg, and his attitude was if they could do that well, then they could <laughs> do anything well. If they couldn't do it well, then they could fuck off. Yeah, um, omelet omelet is usually the the kind of the the the, yeah. the ultimate test for. Yeah, that, that kind of scenario. Well, that's like making a nail, right? You make your 10,000 nails or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. I, ma and I made the worst nail ever. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm really proud of it, but I, I've got a few more to go before it doesn't look like a golf club. Yeah. I mean, trust me, that thing was not the worst nail I've ever seen someone make. Um, wow. I've seen some really <laughs> That person but, is sad. <laughs> but uh, but I think you, you kind of touched on another great point there. I was always taught that unless you can explain something in a way that anyone can understand you don't understand it yourself yes um and i think that's really true and that's why um i think i why i think some people think i'm a good teacher is because when i'm explaining stuff if i if i understand it i will explain it in a in the simplest way i can i won't put any frills or anything on it and i think again the, the whole simplicity and and understanding and and um showing people what goes on behind the scenes and and how how much thought goes into something all kind of tying together if you can't explain it in a really simple way and if you can't if you can't explain why you need to hold your hammer like that or why you need to hit it like this or why you need to get to that temperature then you don't understand it yourself um and i think that kind of that's kind of true with many things i mean like when we did the the illustrator um video for uh, my touch mark um, it was really nice because uh, for those that haven't seen it, basically we did a, a quick tutorial where Al taught me how to use Illustrator to um, to make a touch mark. 
uh, or desi designed for a touch mark. And it was great because Al knew Illustrator inside and out. He was able to explain it in such a way that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> Whereas looking at it from the outside, I was just looking at it going, no, this is this is voodoo. This doesn't make any sense. This is weird. And there's so many up options and buttons and things. And he was like, you don't need 90% of them. You can do this with the simplest basic tools. It was think, Albert Einstein who said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself. <laughs> oh, there you go. Albert The um <laughs> You guys share so many similarities, Al. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy hair. The hair. Oh, I know what the thumbnail's gonna be this week. <laughs> hey! hey, we got there. Um I think like the, the, the converse is true as well, Steve. Like, especially in my day to day, I don't know what it's like for you guys. There's a lot of bullshit. And there's a lot of people yeah. trying to sort of um, justify their involvement by overcomplicating things. Yeah. Like if I if I make this sound really contrived and really and use really long words and make it sound like I've got a degree, um, then they'll think that there's added value in it. Um, yeah. And I think it's really again because because you know every, there's more people striving for more jobs, fewer jobs, yeah. um, and there's much more competition there's this weird kind of scenario where everyone thinks they've got to kind of over deliver and, and, and try yeah. harder. And by try harder, I mean, actually make it worse by making it more yeah. messy. It's like, like you yeah. say, if I, if I have more things on top, like going to like burger restaurants, there's 20 things on my burger. It's like, well, it's no yeah. longer a fucking burger because I can't even eat it. Yeah. Because yeah, you've exactly. got 20 ingredients on top. How about you just make a really nice patty and yeah. you get your bun right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just want a really good hamburger. I don't <laughs> want all the other shit on top. Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes of, uh, the Ron Swanson show. Oh my God! Parks and Recreation. Yeah, <laughs> where he, Chris, Chris challenges, challenges him to a burger making contest, and he shows up at the end. And he's like, "It's meat on a bun. You can yeah. use ketchup. I don't care." Yeah. And Chris is like, "I thought we were gonna make a competition out of it." And then everyone likes his burger better because it's just well done and and executed properly. Yeah, it is called the Ron Swanson show, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Ron Swanson show. It's, um, but yeah, because one of my favorite questions at work is always why. Like the amount of times we've had people saying, "Oh, we need to do this, and we need to do that," and, oh, and you've got to do it like this. And if you ask why, and they can't instantly tell you the answer, it's bullshit, and it's because they think that's what they need to say. But um, and I think that kind of goes for everything else. Because if you like the same, if you, if you ask a woodworker, if you ask a, a graphic designer, if you ask anyone. Dorman. And you say, sorry? Dorman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you ask why, then unless they can tell you why you should do that thing. And again, it goes back to, to what we were saying about like asking, uh, explaining it to a six-year-old. If you don't understand it, you can't do it. Because six-year-olds rule. Go on, Jess. Weird. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Damn you, Al. This um... is what it's like every week doing a podcast <laughs> with these two. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so, I'm so so sorry for you. Actually, I'm not sorry for you at all. You have you have an awesome podcast and you have awesome pod mates. That goes for all three of you. No, yeah, your guests are pretty cool too. Anyways, <laughs> <Such a balance. laughs> um, damn it, what was I gonna say? Okay, I, I hate all of you now. I take back every <laughs> nice thing I said. This is why every episode I'm there going um uh. Uh, there you um, go. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Right. Cool. Right. Cool. <laughs> Fuck you. For fuck's sake. So Steve was saying if if they can't answer why. Yes. Okay. Good. Shh. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. So there's a difference between saying this is the right way to do it. We were talking about this the other day. There's no one right way to do it. That goes for everything. Yeah. But there is a big distinction where you can say this is the way that I do it for reasons because there's always a reason i have so many weird things that i do that nobody understands and i get that and that's fine but i do things in a very particular way especially the way i approach a build because i'm very small i have no upper body strength i have arms like wet noodles so i've got to figure out a better way for me to do things than than the guy standing next to me who happens to be ben and who's like yeah. i don't know in shape or whatever <laughs> I heard a workbench would would really solve a lot of your issues. 
that's, that's my next thing in my next video since everyone's like you need to b build a workbench so that you're not on the floor i'm like well i have a workbench so the next one i'm just going to sit on top of the workbench <laughs> the exact same things that i always do i'm going to stand uh, on top of it with my track saw i hope the end of that is just you going you know what the workbench was a good idea i like it <laughs> I got up off the floor. Title it like workbench build or something like that, and then just work on top of it. It's like I'm involving it. It's a workbench build. It's fine. <laughs> Take yeah. that. Today I'm we're gonna make you. a bench bench. Bench, <laughs> bench bench. Watch me bench on my bench bench. Perfect. Thing. You can call it a bench bench, and then Ben can show up, and there's a bit bench. Yeah, he will and then be the camera fifteen times this time. <sighs> anyway, um, I Brett, I had video. what. Talk about your video about the the um, animation. Sorry, I started saying that after you started speaking. <laughs> okay. Um, Talk. <laughs> don't put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, hey, someone else say something so Brett can interrupt you. All right. So here's here's how it is. <laughs> uh, the I I love doing things uh, in After Effects. I I like knowing that you know. 15 years or so of playing around with motion graphics, by no means am I masterful in my handling of uh, special effects or visual effects. The guys that do that for, you know, film and TV and, and the, the level and the degree that they work on is so much further down the line than I'm able to do. But things like little simple graphics and... Uh, these little video game characters and stuff. It's it's not particularly hard. It's just very time consuming. And yeah, there's a certain degree of like design or aesthetic or execution of it. But it's really just putting a lot of parts together, you know. And I I was chatting the other day about how every time I build one of these graphics, it's a jig to then, if I do more in the future, I can reuse a lot of the parts or I can use pieces or I can reuse some of the animations because it's just like making a jig for whatever yeah. work you do in the workshop yeah. because the computer is just another tool. You just got to find the analogy in there, or find the, uh, you know, find the material. Sorry. <laughs> find how to relate to the material for no pun intended. It's, it's like that road trip quote that I've, I've, uh, I've quoted before, but it, it's like, you know, I could teach ancient philosophy in 46 hours. Really? Yeah. I could teach Japanese to a monkey in 46 hours. The key is just finding a way to relate to the material. Yeah. So explaining to somebody that something simple, like my graphics is simple. They're time consuming, but relatively simple for me, but that's because I've been doing it for 15 years and I've got a little bit of a leg up on that you know other people i know a couple of the other guys in the maker space are playing around with after effects for the first time because they want to be able to put text on screen and do some other things because they're using adobe i'm like it's it's so brilliant that you want to do that but they're like oh it seems so easy and and it should be pretty easy and i'm like i hope you don't plan on editing your videos in that because that's everyone's first perception is like yeah i'll just go in after effects and edit my entire video and then you know put graphics on top of it <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but it, I will totally put in that extra time because it's just a facet of, that's my workshop, right? My workshop happens to be my bench and the ship shop, but also my computer. Yeah. It's, I can sit and make goofy videos of my friends as video game characters because I learned how to do the process and it's just another build. It's just that they don't get perceived that way because the build in on by YouTube terms and by the community terms is whatever the object, the physical object that I'm making and the yeah. prep work that I did to make 30 seconds of animation that took 15 hours of me drawing and <laughs> animating through will never get looked at as anything else than 30 seconds on screen. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but I like doing it. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think you, t you kind of touched on a, a good point there, which is you've got those, those basic skills, well, not basic skills, but you've got that, that that foundation to work on. So you you can do that. Like if I was to go into After Effects and try and do even just a still frame of any one of like the videos that you've done that where you've had the Maker's Adventure stuff, I it would take me months before <laughs> I produce 
anything, let alone anything that looked half as good as that. Well, um, I don't know if I believe that, Steve, but <laughs> I appreciate you saying as much. But but the thing is, it's it's true because it's it's having those those building blocks, and I think that's that that kind of ties it all in is the fact that you need that um, those base skills, and it's those base skills that are the hardest to learn because once you've once you've done something simple, you can move on from there. Like uh, for blacksmithing, for example, if you can if you can make a nail, you can build on that. If you can make a nail well, then you can do almost anything else well because you understand the metal, you understand how it moves, you understand all of that. Um, you can like, dodge a and, wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> and uh, and like because uh, going back to Illustrator, um, having um, Al's help to get that done, uh, to get the touch mark done has meant I've now got the confidence to go ahead and I can, uh, I'm can. i doing some uh, some files for some CNC work that we've got to get done. Um, and I've said, fuck it, yeah, I've got the, the very, very basics there. That means I can kind of build on that. Whereas before spending that two hours with Al, I never would have had the confidence and I never would have actually been able to do it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have jumped on there and be like, oh yeah, I've seen Al do this, it's fucking easy. Um, but I've actually tried to do it and just gone, nope, no, none of this makes sense. I don't understand what I'm doing. But once I've done that and I've, I've I've built on that a bit more and I've got those skills to the point where it's like, actually, I can comfortably jump on Illustrator and produce a simple line drawing. I know that then the next step isn't so scary and the skills I've learned in the first part, I can, I can build on. So I think it's one of those things where the... What I think a lot of people don't appreciate is is getting those those very very basic skills down. Like if you can if you can hit the hammer straight on, if you can make a cut, um, or if you can cut a straight line, you know, if if you can draw a simple line drawing and so on and so forth, um, then it's it's great, and and you can build on those skills. Sorry, out go. That's <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, just a quick one, um. I think really good point about that this kind of toolbox um that we're talking about and and like you said Brett I think a really nice analogy of like jigs it's a really cool thing mm-hmm. like encoding where you like write your little scripts and then you can just call back on them anytime you want and it saves you all the time um but also super transferable all these skills so Steve you know how to you know draw a basic vector in in illustrator now mm-hmm. that shit is completely transferable to after effects so all those little projects you can go and then you know things that I've learned in in complete loads of different disciplines are helping me with other things you know um you could leave me alone at anvil because I've done other things you know it sounds stupid but moving yeah. pastry around yeah <laughs> you know try to hit a big block of cold pastry when you got a fucking panic on and you're working with temperatures and stuff yeah. you know they're all transfer if you, if you can make that link in your head yeah. and, and and just just oh this is a little bit like that um, it's it's really helpful. Sorry, Jess, go on. I just I just thought it was a good point to Steve. That is a great point. <laughs> good job. Um, I think that also there, especially in this arena where we've got woodworkers and metalworkers and blacksmiths, and we've got so many graphic designers. It's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's weird. It's almost like they told us there was going to be jobs for all of us. <laughs> Psych. Um. But I think that there's there's such an impulse for, I'll speak for myself, there's such an impulse for me to try and do everything and then try to be amazing at it the first time I do everything. Because I came in really not knowing how to do anything at all. And um, I'm slowly learning and I'm feeling better about it. But at the same time, I took a photograph that I tried to Photoshop um, and it took me three hours to not be able to do it until I finally sent it to Brett. And it's it's one of the graphics for the Fool Fly um, credit sequence. And yeah. I was trying so hard. And it took me three hours until I finally sent him one. And he's like, yeah, can you send me the raw photo so I can do this the right way? <laughs> he said it much nicer than that. But that is basically, I was like, yeah, I don't know why I spent three hours doing this. <laughs> what yeah. is wrong with me to send it to someone who can do it? <laughs> so as, as much as it is awesome and it's so important to try new things, um, it's so important to put yourself out there. I'm saying that to myself because I hate trying new things and I do not like being out of my comfort bubble um, because they know me in here. But 
It's also important to recognize that we are surrounded by people who are willing and able and lovely. Like, don't be afraid to just say, hey, I want to know Photoshop, but I'm not going to know it today. Yeah. Do you mind giving me a hand? Because yeah. 99 times out of 100, they're going to say yes. And that one time, you know what? Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because the thing is, is um, I think people in this community, they, they could almost be described as spiffing. Jess, you're going to go first this week. Sweet. I'm so ready for this. Okay. My person who I think is spiffing is Matt Holmes. Uh, on Instagram, he is Holmesy Logic, and he just made a hat, which I thought was pretty cool because uh -huh. I watched. <laughs> Ever since I watched Ellen make a hat, I was like, I've always wanted to do this, but I always thought it was really hard and I'm lazy. But anyways, he made a five panel hat. It looks fantastic. I really want one. He 3D printed also a pencil holder that nice. goes on the side. So yeah, Matt Holmes, Holmesy Logic. Also, he is the one who made the it's cyano tape. Um, he made these uh, bandanas that are really cool. So you could go check those out too. Cool. He said it was a prototype, but maybe if there's enough interest, he would sell them. And he was lovely enough to send me one, and I freaking love it. Also, Zach Herberholz has one of them as well. So he knows how cool they are. Matt Holmes. <laughs> Go look at it. Awesome. Uh, cool. Can you send me um, links for that? Because no, A, I, I want to and B, I want to put it in the shows. Okie dokie. Thanks. Uh, ow. Yes. Al, 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 al. Uh, can I get a rewind? Select up. There we go. Um, yeah, just go back to uh, Tony. This old Tony. Um, yeah. Talking about him earlier in the show. Um, he, The way he describes things is purely through his understanding of it. And obviously, yeah. it's just his knowledge that he's accrued over decades um, yeah. of being an engineer. Uh, and the simple way in which he explains it as well. Is, yeah. is really accessible to everyone. But he's doing it with a sense of humor. He's doing it in a creative fashion. And I think just to build on that, there's, a, there's another facet, and it's very much like Brett, in terms of that he will put a lot of production effort into his videos um, that maybe isn't appreciated as much as it should be yeah. because he's, he's he's doing it with a joke and he's doing it almost like sleight of hand. It's like it's like magic. Yeah. Um, and you might not notice it, whereas actually it, there's a lot of, you know, whether it's animation or, you know, um, green screening or kind of uh, uh, additional effects that go into it after it just to make a little pun or a little joke. Yeah. It's literally over in a second. So yeah. it's super simple. His videos are super simple. You know, you don't see his face. You don't see anything other than his hands and some metal. Um, yeah. It's you know, one of the most engaging uh, channels on YouTube. So if you don't know this, Tony, go check him out. Yeah, no, I would agree with that 110%. Um, he's... He's one of those channels that, like, if it's a half-hour video, I'm not afraid to click on it because I know I'm going to enjoy the entire half an hour. Um, and like you say, like the way he explains it, it's it, you go through this weird transition of seeing him do it mm -hmm. and then hearing him explain it and going, oh, fuck, that sounds really difficult. And then hearing him explain it properly and going, oh, mm -hmm. I kind of understand that. Yeah. I think I could do that. And then you look at a, a machinist book an hour later and go, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> this is but um, yeah, no, 100% agree with that because he's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm going to go next because Brett definitely has someone. Uh, <laughs> um, who am I? I am going to go because we talked about simplicity and uh, we touched on talking about chefs as well. Um, I'm actually going to spiff Valentine Warner. Uh, he's one of the chefs that we work with um, for the 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 forge, um, and at, at uh, festivals and things, we we do like a live show where um, Alex will forge a, a chef's knife um, on charcoal uh, whilst Val cooks on charcoal, um, which not only is visually really impressive, but it's the way he cooks it all. Even though he's cooks these amazing meals that are all really really simplistic 
um like he did uh oxheart the other day um and it it's it, what i love about it is it, he quite often uses food and bits that people would normally just not even consider to be food and he makes them taste amazing and the oxheart was it was just uh basically drenched in garlic and oil and cooked but it was cooked to perfection um he did the same thing with uh, a fish that they'd caught um they caught this trout and he basically uh filleted it but filleted it the wrong way so he cut down the spine and opened it up so that it was still attached to the belly um and then used some blacksmith nails hammered it to a bit of wood (laughs) and then just lent it over the fire and let it cook slowly with like just a very small amount of seasoning on it and i'm not a huge fish fan but that tasted amazing um and yeah and his instagram's great because he's constantly putting up little um random thoughts and uh recipe ideas and and things like that and the, the food he cooks is is incredible and he's um he's like a naughty schoolboy as well if you ever meet him in naughty person, yeah it's like him and al together are fucking hilarious because from a distance they just look like two naughty schoolboys that's the only way you can describe it like giggling to themselves and and all this and then you actually stand next to them and you have to look up at both of them um but yeah, so Valentine Warner is spiffing. And Brett. Yes. I'm going to go way outside community stuff that is tangible. But go watch behind the scenes things about Edgar Wright movies. <laughs> yes. You, wanna, you want to watch like a silly comedy that doesn't seem like it's engaging you that much? You'd be surprised at how much pre-thought goes into yeah. one of his films and even like the Cornetto trilogy, <laughs> there's tie-ins and imagery and everything in every single one of those movies. And it's amazing. Yeah. But also baby driver oh is probably goodness. the one with the most insane amount of detail and a- yeah. attention to detail, simplistic execution, but done the right way. And you would never even know the difference, but you know why it's good, right? It, the the biggest reason I'm bringing up somebody like him and his movies, there are way more epic films and stuff that's looked at as like uh, like timeless, ageless films that everyone should see or whatever. But just as far as simplistic execution and doing the right thing, it, there's a reason why a drive sequence or a driving sequence in baby driver is better than a fast and the furious one. Yeah. Fight me on it. Everybody that likes fucking fast and the furious. (laughs) There are, there are reasons go watch a behind the scenes breakdown of baby driver. It'll blow your God dang brain out. Yeah. And what, what I love about it is the fact that there's so many little subtle touches that when you see one of those breakdowns, you just sat there going, Holy shit. I never realized that. And you go back and watch it and, and you pick up on like a quarter of them. And then you go back and watch the breakdown again. And you're like, I still didn't see that. Fuck. And yeah, it's, it's <laughs> all those subliminal things. Of, of yeah. Yeah. Like the graffiti on the, when he's walking to get yeah. the coffee and stuff like that. Red heart, black heart. Yeah. I get it. So all right. Good. Uh, yeah. Good chat, mom. Go watch um, cool. So any other business? Al? Yeah. I've got any other business. Yay! Business. This is this is a plug, but it's not really a plug. Um, it's more of a kind of a, a request for help. So, um, some of you may have already used them. I use them a lot. And um, there's a company called Awesome Merchandise in Leeds. Yes. Um, we, for instance, got the Fools with Tools T-shirts made there. Um, the stickers, the badges, stuff like that. Um, I've had a few other things made there. They're really good. Uh, they're a sort of uh, local, privately owned company. Um, and they set themselves up because basically they were dissatisfied with the kind of the standard of quality that you, of merch that you could get online. So the big kind of print companies that just churn shit out with no respect for um, print quality, uh, materials, you know, substrates, you know, stickers that don't fucking stick. Um, and, you know, screen printing that's screen printed T-shirts instead of digitally printed T-shirts. So they actually last after you wash them. Um, and... They're doing really well for themselves, and rightly so. Um, but they're a northern English company, um, but they've just launched a crowdfunding, and they're going to be opening a base of operations in the States. 
So super exciting. Um, really good for them. Uh, they, they launched it last week, and they're already at like 70% of their, yeah. uh, their goal. Um, but if you want to get in, um, you can you can invest from like, I think from like 10 bucks is, is the, the smallest you can amount. But, you know, it's similar to kind of a company like BrewDog who set up, you know, saying, you know, why, why aren't the consumers of this product be the ones who actually own the company and 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 want us to do well and want us to succeed um as opposed to just kind of you know corporate shareholders so if that's your bag go and check them out go and see if you want to help them uh with their crowdfunding um hopefully it's the future of, of big business and and we can put <laughs> put companies in the hands of the people who actually use them and care about them so yeah uh, go and check out Archim. awesome merch um yeah awesome that's my plug that's a really good channel. Um, cool. Uh, in which case, unless anyone else has anything? No? Cool. Uh, one quick last thing from me. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, um, Rory May, the Dirty Smith, has already announced, or has announced now, officially, that he's going to be doing a class uh, at Jimmy's place in October, which I think sold out within about three seconds of it being announced <laughs> um uh, because of that uh we are going along and we're helping um rory teach so we're going to be there assisting um assisting rory and, and just being dog's bodies for him um we've put up a little tip jar on the website in case you want to help out financially if you don't want to then don't worry about it uh but all the details will be on the website um so yeah go check that out uh right if you want to find us you can find us on all of the things by going to ijessup skull and spade 13 moonshine metalworks and oh, 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 there we go i finally um, got to say it <laughs> oh my gosh i've been waiting for so long for this moment i know thank you i'm um, so happy <laughs> uh yeah so find us there Join the Forza Tools Facebook group. There's some really cool people in there. Or don't. And or don't. I'm not a don't. cop. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. You're my real dad. Yeah. Or am I? Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.